I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Morfitt. And this, and this is Top, is top content. content. What? Greetings. Hello. We, it, top content this week is just going to be pregnant pauses. Just yeah. It's gonna it's it's gonna be inspired by the by by Norman Collier. He doesn't get uh, enough mentions, does he, on any podcast? No, he doesn't. Norman Collier. No, 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 no. Uh, used to work at a working man's club down Perth Street West in Hull, just off uh, Chansard. That was his bread and butter. Uh, well, I thought coal. Pro- I thought coal production was his bread and butter. It's his uh, not not Norman Colliery. What? A? What? Say? Cut you. Um. At the time of recording, <laughs> um, Mike, you also uh, make a, a podcast called Never Mind the Bullens. Yeah. Um, uh, which is uh, your bite sized snack sized yeah. chunk of Everton news, views, and uh, reviews that comes out after mainly every game and stuff like that. I, I just probably want to preemptive a special one because today uh, Walter Smith has passed. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just wanted to say yeah. that. Yeah. I was ju- I was actually I've attempted to record one three times before we recorded this, and each time I've been interrupted by somebody knocking at the door. Somebody ringing the bell, and so I will do it. I'm going to do a, a sort of a tribute to, to Walter Smith because it is very sad. I had no idea that he was he was ill no. at all. No, um, there's no age in this day. Seventy three. No, no, not at all. And I say that as well on the morning that I got a text my brother this morning that one of his friends, a very, very close friend, in fact, so close a friend that he's actually godfather to two of uh, my brother's, my uh, my nieces, that his mum passed away from cancer at the age of 60 at five o'clock this morning, half past five this morning. So, yes, it, it's a day for to reflect, I suppose, a little bit on many, many things. There are many things to reflect on at the minute. But no, what I think Walter Smith, I think, gets... His time at Goodison has to be looked at within the context of what the situation that he was dealing with behind the scenes because it was an, an almighty mess. And he behaved with enormous dignity and showed no lack of fortitude as well in dealing with all the, all the crap that he had to put up with. Mm. And yet some of the times the football wasn't, wasn't great, but that was because he basically the entirety of his tenure, he had to operate with one hand tied behind his back in from a, fin- a financial perspective. I, I believe and his actually, only budget was the uh, the footlong hot dog budgets that was coming through yeah. the tills at Goodison at that time. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we, di- we didn't even have, we didn't have the Chang money in those days. So, and uh, well, actually we were sponsored by One to One, which if you move the decimal point was how much money he had to spend in the transfer market. It was £1.21. Um, but <laughs> look at the players that he, actually some of the players that he signed, uh, you know, we had Marco Materazzi, we had to sell after a season, went on to win the World Cup. Olivier Decor, uh, we then came to play for Leeds again a couple of years later. It cost a lot, them a lot of money. Not so much said about Ibrahima Bakayoko, but he signed Alan Stubbs, he signed David Weir, he signed we Kevin Campbell, who for the duration of Walter's tenure was was a you know a really really good striker was was full of fully fit and full of beans. Signed Lee Carsley at the tail end of his of his time, uh, who was then was sort of the fulcrum of our midfield into the in the early David Moyes era. So he actually signed a number of really really good 
players. Brought Tony Hibbert into the team. He obviously went on to play 300 and something games. And scored Gary one Naismith goal. Gary Naismith scored one goal against AEK Athens in a friendly. Yeah, I wasn't even there. You know, signed St. Mark Pembridge. was a really wow, solid Wednesday, player. For did he? Yeah, we, he signed Mark Pembridge. And, you know, he had, a, had some good players. Don Hutchison. We had, we had a decent team in his second season. And then it was all... As happened every single every year, Nick Barnby decided he wanted to go. They didn't want to offer what Don Hutchison any more money, uh, and sort of that team that looked on the last day of that ninety ninety thousand season. So that was his second full season in charge. We were eighth going into a game against Middlesbrough at Goodison on the last day. Now, if we'd finished, if we'd won the game, we'd have finished eighth. We lost the game by two goals to nil, and we were poor, and ended up through a combination of other results finishing thirteenth. And then it all was just a bit of a downward downward spiral from there. There's there's a couple of, I mean, the, 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 probably the, the absolute nadir of his of his um, of his tenure, other than the game but was his last game, which was a three nil quarter final defeat at uh, up at the Riverside against Middlesbrough again, where we just capitulated, three down in about half an hour. It was it was against Tranmere at Goodison in an FA Cup fourth round game where we lost three by three goals to nil. Well, I, extraordinary I, performance. I thought I'd use this opportunity to throw forward. To never mind the Bullens. No need yeah. to now. Mike's just done it all there. I've just done the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's part of ours. Yeah. Um, if, no, I'll, I'll, if you get the chance today, uh, not just you, Mike, but if anybody, just look back upon Ali McCoist's words that he uh, yes. he gave to Talk Sport. And I, if you I don't watched have that this a morning. little tear in your eye, yeah. The man is to Ali McCoist. Oh, just, yeah. Funny enough, in my, in my three attempts to record. That tribute edition, which I've done in a roundabout kind of way, there. Uh, actually, I, I mentioned Ali McCoist's tribute uh, because I watched the the whole thing, and it was it was lovely and it was heartfelt. And obviously, he talks about the man as much as he does mm. the manager and the coach and all the rest of it because he knew him personally. He talks about you know them going on holidays together and all this and all the rest of it. And everything I've I've read and heard said about Walter Smith about was a, a guy that was just ironclad integrity. And respect, and respected by everybody that that worked with him, worked for him, played for him, and that says more. That's more important, as far as I'm concerned, than all of the things that he won at Rangers. Obviously, those are important because that shows how how good he was at what he did. And it's 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 very sad, you there, know. There and, you go, as, mate. as you said, cut that out of top content. Cut that out, yeah. Paste in. Never mind the Bullens. Job yeah. done. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, job done. I'm slightly envious right. of Walt Smith. Slightly envious. Why? Because he doesn't have to live in this shit show of a world. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, he the thing with Walter Smith was is that he when he got the Everton job, he was due to go to Sheffield Wednesday. Well, because he'd left Rangers and he just after seven years and obviously he'd won everything, so he decided he wanted a new challenge. He was going to go to Sheffield Wednesday, and 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 was convinced to come to to Everton. False promises were were made to him about what was available to spend. And of course, the whole thing fell apart within three months with the infamous selling of Duncan Ferguson to Newcastle without any knowledge of him, uh, of him. He didn't know anything about it. So, you know, it, it, it's, you know, a bit of a sliding doors moment. You know, you could argue he wasn't terribly successful on the pitch at Goodison, Let, but would he have been any more successful at Sheffield Wednesday? I doubt it. Let, let's not argue that Walter Smith is Gwyneth Paltrow in the role of a lifetime. That's no. slightly weird. Well, we, you know, we talk about. I've never seen Sliding Doors, but I did. We did watch Shallow Hal. You've never night, which seen I've never Shallow Hal. Never seen oh. Shallow Hal, and also, also filming watch the other night, which I've never seen up until then. Erin Brockovich. Oh, with Julia Roberts' cleavage. 
Yeah. Just, it's a part of the Al- Albert, Albert Finney's in it as well. Albert yeah. Finney's in it as well. Yeah. Doing yeah. a weird accent, Albert Finney Who? in that film. He can't hold his accent. <laughs> it falters, um, shall we say. <laughs> the great Albert Finney. Sh- Shallow Hal, everybody involved in that film, so the Farrelly's, Gwyneth Paltrow... Um, Jack Black, I think even Jason Alexander have sort of like written it off and gone, ignore it. It's it, it's an awful film. I really like it. I, I thought really it was great. Like it, and I I want to meet Tony Roberts in a in a lift and see his massive hands. Tony Robbins, yeah. Tony Robbins, yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah I, I, Caton, I thought Caton, I thought yeah. to start with, he, but he does look like the, the offspring of of Richard Keel, doesn't he? Yes, he is. Huge. Yeah, I think he had a pituitary gland thing. In his teens, that makes massive, him go massive, blood. like five foot wide. Yeah, I know. I, really I think like I think it's a lovely film. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not a classic Family Brothers film in so much as there's not as many. There's there's some very very funny moments in it, but it's a bit more. There's a little bit more nuance to it. And I think actually it's a it's a very sort of um, given that it was made twenty years ago, it's a very kind of apt. Yeah, it's, social allegory, isn't it? Yeah, even um, for, for this day and age. The, the the thing that couldn't get my head around with it was well, Jason Alexander's head for one thing, which obviously at the end is is shown to be a joke. Yeah. That ridiculous sort of hair Hate. that he has, yeah. and, and and also the guy who is her dad, Gwyneth Paltrow's dad, and is what's what sort of an accent is that? I don't know if he's supposed to be Irish, or yeah, I don't even want to put my finger on it, but it's. Whoever gave him direction was either taking the piss or he didn't listen. Um, but was I, it was I, it Tom Cruise in Far and Away? Was that who was giving him direction? Be, to do the, be yeah. I need a potato. Yeah. But a lot, of that, lot that, of that going on. But the fact that he does it with a, a fully mangled face as well. Yeah. You did this to my daughter. It's like, Jesus, whoa. Be Jesus, whoa. I yeah, it's it's the the message is nice. I don't know why everybody's sort of distanced themselves from it because the the message is everybody's different. Get over it. Difference is a nice thing. Everybody is beautiful. Yeah, inside and out, or inside or out, one, one or the other. And it or, reminded the, me, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Reminded me a lot of my youth, dancing in clubs, picking up <laughs> anything at ten to two. Yeah. Anything, yeah, it's and somebody a, screaming at you. What are you doing? It's, it's a nice film, but you've never seen Sliding Doors. No, Jesus. it's one of Joey's from Bread's best films. Yeah, the first Joey, of course. Yeah, not the second Joey. Yeah, um, Peter Peter Howard. But yeah, it's it, Sliding Doors is yeah Shakespeare in Love, which Gwyneth won the um, Oscar for, is fucking awful, like awful, awful, but. You know, is it as is it as bad as Goop? Well, and that's is the thing. It specifically, is I, it as bad as the Goop Summit that's th- coming up? I think it's led thing. to her sticking onyx eggs up her chuff. I, <laughs> it, you, you can see the correlation there. Can I ask? Have you got Delta Plus? Uh, is that is that a streaming service? It is. It's like all the benefits of Delta, but more so, more rampant and something like ten percent more catchable. Um. All these... is, it, is, it, is, it, is it Pokemon Go? Because it, sound, it sounds a lot like that. Yeah, in, in the fact that the government wants you to catch them all uh, and that will create, yeah. create some weird herd immunity. Across the world now, in, in most places, even here in the United States of America, America. vaccination yeah. rates are going up and cases of COVID are coming down. UK, whew, 
Yeah. Yeah. Every day, people say, can we go to Plan B? Plan B is wearing a mask. It's not that hard. Just put a mask on. Put it on. Uh, put no, it on. you see, but, but what you need is a thing to get through this, as has been uh, espoused by one of the great epidemiologists of our time, is a convivial fraternal spirit. That... Oh, yes. Is, ...is well known in medical circles to get rid of diseases. I mean, I think... There's convivial fraternal spirits generally, I think they were historically in leper colonies. And look how well that worked out. Everybody was together. Everybody was singing from the same hymn sheet, even if their arms fell off while they were trying to hold it. Or it, it, it's um, tested within an inch of its life and proven that a convivial fraternal oh, spirit good. is guaranteed to keep any sort of communicable diseases at bay. I don't want to throw you in the same boat because I, I realise there's a spectrum of Catholicism. But is Jacob Rees-Mogg in some weird f***ing sect of Catholicism? Yeah. Convivial yeah, fraternal is, yeah. spirit. Yeah, that, he is. my friend he is. in America he is. is called... He's, he's in the Rees-Mogg family. He's in the Rees-Mogg family. Have, have you seen... That, that? That is a weird sect in itself. Have you seen the footage that emerged on of him in 1982 recorded by a French documentary crew? 1982, he would have been about, what, 18, 19? No, he was about 13. Oh, of course, yeah, because he, he's... Is he 50 yet? No, no. I don't... He's young. Uh, he might, he's young. He, he, he might be. Hang on, let me just... Should we just, should we just check this? Jacob Rees-Mogg. Jacob Rees-Mogg. Uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Jacob Rees he's Jacob 50. Rees-Mogg. He's 52. Well. So he was 16. So he's 13 1982. Yeah. Therefore, that would be born 1969, correct? So he's 52. Quite funny, actually, because his his wife is called Helena de Chair. Now, de Chair. I mean, he talks of Helena de Chair. Helena de Chair so, over there. As in, I mean, there's Helena Chair in any chair he sits in, as far as I'm concerned, if he's chair of anything. But if, if, if this footage is absolutely unbelievable. It's him discussing and buying shares in, G, in General Electric at the age of ringing up his broker and sat there with his dad, the Lord Rees-Mogg, and sat there reading the Financial Times over the breakfast table and discussing the respective merits of the candidates for some by-election that was about to take place. It is amazing. I, I can't. I can't do it justice. It how, of how stunning this stuff is. It, it's bewildering. I can't say it's good and I can't say it's bad. It's just bewildering. And will leave you slack-jawed in amazement. That said, it's an absolutely that the die was cast with him from a very young age. He is he hasn't changed one iota apart no. from getting a bit taller. No, there's there's, there's been no progression in uh, the no. process. No, no, there's no. There's been no but experience I mean, learnt. Yeah, no. I mean, he 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 uses, as far as I'm concerned, uses Catholicism as a as a almost a shield that's that to allow him to kind of dodge. And, and smite, um, yes, dodge things, and if, if, uh, and if, all the rest if of it, which, makes... which is which is is, is re, just be, just because he's Catholic, and I say this far from it, does not make you beyond reproach. I mean, we're, we're all sinners in the within the Catholic faith, within Christian faith, to be fair. So you know, it's like, well, just just accept that you can't just go away. And if you do say something that's very unpleasant, which he has a tendency to do, or or particularly stupid in terms of suggesting that convivial fraternal spirit is a good enough reason for not wearing masks amid a pandemic where numbers are rising exponentially and have reached the, where they were back at the beginning of the year when we were in the real nadir of it, then, sorry, 
that's what you do. You confess and go, whoops, apologise, I've sinned there. Sorry about that. Well, that, that's why I didn't want to throw you all in the same basket. But I, no. I, I think Jacob Rees-Mogg goes to confession and asks the, uh, the priest, what do they want to tell him? <laughs> <laughs> tell me now, I will stock, judge you. Stock, stock tips. But that, so they can increase a, his uh, sizable. If anybody has a query with Jacob Rees-Mogg, he just says, well, my faith gives me the strength to say that. And I can only be judged by one person. Well, no, you can be judged by your constituents, but they seem to be fucking can, morons. Yeah. No. Um, you, can, you can only be judged by, by, by one deity uh, in terms of your, from, from, a, from a spiritual perspective. From, from a, from a uh, political perspective, you've got, as you said, many thousands of constituents, your fellow MPs, and, of course, the Court of Public Opinion will judge you without, without question. Now, not to get too historical, you can see why Catholics were once held uh, not allowed to hold office. Fucking hell. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't. He doesn't help us, does he? No, he doesn't do. He doesn't do anybody of faith any yeah. good. Oh, and his kids. I don't want to bring. I'm not going to bring his kids into it. But no, no stop having not. kids, man. Stop having kids. And I, 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 isn't he a Liverpool supporter? Or doesn't, no, or doesn't he claim to be? Probably. I think. I think he does. It yeah. explains a lot. Although, although Jacob Rees-Mogg did go for the sixth. Hang on. He's a cricket enthusiast and supported Somerset since yeah, his youth. That's, well, that's his... Um, that, this, is, this is tremendous. In June tw- July 2017, I've made no pretense to be a modern man at all, ever, and commenting that he had never changed the nappy, stating, I don't think Nanny would approve because I'm sure she'd think I wouldn't do it properly. Veronica Crook, who was Reese Mogg's own nanny from age four when she joined the family in 1965, is now nanny to his six children. Oh, that's a lot. That's a that's a, that's that's a, a long life stretch. Sentence. She's not had a day off F- yet. Fifty-six years. In September 2017, Harriet Harman argue, uh, argued that many don't change nappies are deadbeat dads, and that includes J- Jacob Reese Mogg. Age 23, he purchased a 1968 T Series Bentley, previously owned by Gubby Allen, cricketer. In 2005. He added a 1936 three and a half litre Bentley to his collection, alongside a Lexus for everyday use. Japanese Mercedes. Um, do you think he still um, breastfeeds from Nanny? He, he gets home after a hard day of work in the uh, the, the Palace of Westminster. Nanny, Nanny, I want Betty. Mm. Do you want? Oh God, the coat of arms of Jacob Rees-Mogg. Isn't Jacob First, Rees-Mogg though new money? I don't know. He's, first between two spearheads. First between two spearheads, erect sable a cock proper. Bracket <laughs> mog. Second, a swan argent wings elevated or holding in the beak of a water lily slipped proper. Doesn't that just sound like something that you get on the shipping forecast? Dogger, Dogger Reese, 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 Reese Mog, Reese Mog, Reese, or holding in the beak a water lily sli- slipped proper, rising four to five, chromaties six or seven. <laughs> And now, and I g- genuinely did this. I looked at the motto, and I and I misread it because it's cura pi dis sunt. Now I yeah no misread I, the yeah, last word yeah yeah. Mm. Uh, and the motto is in English: the pious are in the care of the gods. G- gods, gods. Yes. Plural. Yes. That's not very monophonic. Now that that's interesting, isn't? It? I mean, because I think I think something's been slightly lost in translation. Because I don't think that is actually what that means. I think it's the pompous think they are in the care of the gods. You're, because that is the way that he sets himself. You're getting confused again between Gwyneth Paltrow and Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson was in Lost in Translation in Pants. 
and Giovanni. I know, I've seen that. Yeah, we've seen that. Yeah. Tremendous. Here on Top Content, we don't prepare for this shock. But I I have written something down, which it's not an extreme idea. Yeah. And it's not even original. Okay. But the more I think about it, the more it's needed. Not just in um, the Houses of Parliament, but possibly here in Congress and the Senate in America. Yeah. But this is the this is the, the base of my idea for the House of Commons. Okay. Pay every MP one million pounds a year. Right. Because at the moment they get what about eighty six thousand pounds. Yeah. As a salary. However, in that million yeah. pounds, they're not allowed to take any directorships. They're not allowed to be part of any other company. But they get a million right. pounds. They get right. no expenses. So they don't get the mortgages paid for in their home constituency or their London abode. They don't get the wages of their staff paid. They obviously then don't employ their families. But if if they want staff, it comes out of that million pound that they're given a year. They're allowed no donations. So they're not allowed to take any money from any corporation or individual, but they get paid a million pounds a year. And if they've got any money left over from all of that, they get taxed heavily. There is no pension, they get a million pounds. If they want to give some money towards charity, they can do. It'll save them on tax, but they get paid a million pounds. I think that could save democracy. So that that would cost the taxpayer then, given that there are six hundred and fifty MPs, yeah, six hundred and fifty million pounds a year, yeah. So over the course of a, a parliament, which is allegedly five years, that's what was it, one point three, two point six, three point one one five billion pounds approximately, yeah. But and that's to save democracy, yes, because those individuals that are coming into parliament won't be taking yeah. holidays in, say, Cyprus, that's worth £80,000. And then mysteriously, that firmer individual then gets a nice government contract for two billion track and trace. So what it does, it takes out all the donations. It means that people in Parliament vote to their conscious and what their constituents want rather than the directorships that they hold. It means that we're not paying for somebody who was an MP for four years for their pension when they retire, even though they might have been voted out because they were terrible. It means that if they want to buy a nice big swanky house, they have to justify it, but they're only getting paid a million pounds a year. It means that we as taxpayers are not paying for the next generation of political class because MPs just hire their daughters, their sons, their daughters' friends, their sons' friends, and put them on the Mm. government payroll. It means that if you do stand for election and you get elected, that's the real... Some people are just powered by money, so yeah, I I want a million pounds. But you will get taxed on that. You will get taxed on that. So the more you give away to charity, the, the better class of people you employ, the better money you invest maybe in like surgery offices in your constituency, then the less mm. you'll obviously get taxed on that million pounds. Okay. May, may, maybe the caveat as well that you can put in there is you can only hold four terms. So, right, okay. So you okay. don't become a lifer. MP, yeah. Yeah, okay. But you don't. Right. You, you walk away with no pension. You, okay. pay, you paid the mortgage. 
out of your million pounds. Okay. And then it would hold right. people to what, 16, 16 years tops in the Commons? 20. But yeah, okay, 20. Let's 20. 20. So Maximum five, they could do. Five. Five. Or, well, no, no, because no, four, no, four fixed term four, parliaments. But four fixed term parliaments. Don't are five. Exist. They, they don't exist. They're not real. No, 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 no. Okay, right. Please just, pick, just yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm spit, open for any it. Okay, now you've now you've thrown this this. Uh, oh God, God, it's, it's like it's like Gore Vidal has turned up. Now, um, and I'll okay. yes, right. I, I would say I suppose the good thing is it stops any uh, corp- as you said stops corporate cronyism. It means that obviously anybody that that does it is doing it for well they're doing it for money, but they'd they, they'd be having to do it for public service. There couldn't be any outside influence my my only concern with this is obviously i mean it's going to be a boon for host seasons in haven because suddenly everybody's going to start holidaying in the uk all the mps will be will be doomed for a couple of weeks you know chalet in somewhere in in east anglia but what all i also think might happen is that they may end up becoming like little field hospitals because what they'll do is they'll just suddenly they'll go oh right okay we can turn caravans and, and, and chalets at these things into like rehab units for, for people that are covering to try and get them. That, that that will solve the social care problem, which I suppose is a good thing in a way, but it will mean that the rest of us have to go abroad on, on holiday, which again, I suppose is a is a good thing as well. I'm saying that, I'm saying that caveats, actually that's, that's all positive as yeah, far as I'm concerned. I'm not seeing many negatives in my unoriginal, no. not wild idea. No, no, I mean, you know, I suppose oh, in, the- In um, that million pounds as well, just so we know there's a, an absolute limit on what we pay in the House of Commons, if they want security, they pay for it out of that million pounds. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that's good about it as well is the fact that it means that it will stop MPs jumping on one of their favourite hobby horses each year. Because if they're all getting paid a million quid, they can't bemoan anybody at the BBC and how much they get paid. Precisely. Because the vast majority of uh, employees of the BBC will get paid a, a lot less. Because they, they bemoan the fact that they only get paid £86,000 a year it's terrible but then they get everything expensed they yeah. have subsidized food they can put their ricardo or tesco delivery bills depending on whether you can get a delivery slot that's expensed because if they're yeah. living away from home it's expensed but yeah. then they go oh i've got to hold the directorship on this company and get paid thirty thousand pounds for two days work a month because they're a big company in my constituency or something when it's basically mm-hmm. a it's an open, transparent backhander. And then at the end of it, they get a massive pension and their kids who worked for them for years also get money. It's bent to the core, but it's almost the price that we pay for democracy. So at the moment, every year, most MPs cost us about three hundred to £350,000 anyway. Yeah. So that's at the very least, at the yeah. very least. But they get their mortgages paid for, so at the end of the day, they get a nice London pad, they get their constituency pad, whether they come from that constituency or just sat in there to uh, get an easy seat in the House of Commons. It just takes away so many... I think it takes away barriers as well, because a lot of these wealthy Conservative landowners say that £86,000 a year isn't enough. A million pounds is enough. The caveat is they would have to withdraw themselves from all the companies that they have fingers in. Oh, and, and I banned yeah, but and I banned them all from having shares during the time okay. that they're sitting. Right. Because so then you, so what, then what, you would push what out happens? the rich bastards and bring in people who really want to um, 
really want to represent people. Okay, right. What happens then once they get vo- voted out? Yeah. And or they have to stand down, whatever. How do you stop them then from keeping their tentacles involved with all the connections and all the rest of it that they've made? Because they will straight away, there will be boards, etc., corporates queuing up to hire them. Um, well, that happens now. Yeah, but, but how do you but, stop but them? The, how do you stop them? It happens in, now, but yeah, it doesn't stop them. But they're no longer but part how, of the How do you stop them not signing? They want to do those things, but how do you stop them then being lobbyists? Well, you're basically getting rid of the lobby by getting rid of donations from individuals or corporations. That's all, all the lobby really is. Okay, yeah. The, the lobby is, for want of a better phrase, like political action committees, PACs. Yes, yes, yes. Where companies get together to push their agenda for their own business ends, but then wraps it in some kind of group think moral justification. And that happens both sides mm. of the pond. You're basically getting rid of lobbyists by saying you can't buy them. Do you know what else you can't buy? Basically anything. Yeah, how, is, how is inflation? I, 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 went, I went to Ikea yesterday. Ikea. And, um, Ikea. Yeah, that's the one. And we decided to, we went to the cafe and it said, I was not sort of fancying, I wasn't in the mood for meatballs or anything. So I ended up having a, um, a mozzarella and cheese plate. Oh, they do have good vegetarian options, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I had a, a bread roll to go with that for a bit more sustenance. I bet we had shared a bit of dime cake, but it did say a sort. But they had no chips for two technical reasons. And it did say, uh, or oh, you can have an. Uh, we have an assortment of sandwiches for two pounds sixty each. Well, they didn't. They had one sandwich. Which is egg mayonnaise. I like we did turn up to eat. At, we did turn up and eat at two o'clock. So there might well have been more. But when we turned up, that, that's not an assortment of sandwiches. That's just a sandwich. So I would have thought they'd be slightly better stocked than that. Did they have anything else in IKEA, or were other things missing? It's like you can you can have the shelves, but you can't have the shelf hangers. Yeah, that you couldn't. The, the drinks machines weren't working. The refillable. Oh, I like I like know, an IKEA fizzy soda. drinks machines. Yeah, a, that, a they weren't available. Cordial. Yeah, they weren't available. So you have, to, you have to buy cans, cans. for the environment. Cans. So yeah, for that obviously. Um, but yeah, so the, there were there were a few things that were that were missing. Uh, amazingly, not wood glue. The usual, usual thing that is missing, or you know, a screw or a, you know an Allen key or something like that. They weren't missing. They're all there. But um, yeah, so that, that's uh, just a, a supply chain issue affecting uh, my ability to eat my lunch. It's so, finally hit home. So to quell the right wing twat. There is a supply chain issue across the world at the moment. All the ports in America, like the major yeah. ones, Long Beach, LA, here in Jersey, are now basically running 24 hours a day because there's a, a backlog of tankers coming out of China because obviously they've been hit by the pandemic as well. And demand is now ramped up to pre-COVID levels, yet the supply chain is all out of whack. For example... Mm. Sports manufacturers can't get their goods out of Vietnam because Vietnam went into uh, hard lockdowns where nobody could work in their factories to make football shirts that cost £3 to make but then retail for 90 Um Things yeah. like that. So there is a supply chain problem and, and there is a fear again that toilet roll might be in short supply, but that fear has not been founded yet. But those supply chain problems are then causing inflation because the laws of supply and demand mean that people want these products and therefore they can charge 
mm. more money for them. A lot of these things are elastic goods, which means, if I remember my A-level economics, uh, you're going to pay whatever price for them. I think it might be the opposite. That's why I got a D. <laughs> but all of this is or, happening. Or, 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 the, or did you get the opposite of a D, which is a backwards D? Backwards D. Yeah. But all of this is happening. And this is what a lot of people in the UK are going, well, it's not Brexit. It f***ing is. Because it's even worse in the UK than anywhere else. Continental Europe is pretty much fine because the EC is still running normally. Farming is still running normally. The UK, when you people have to put photos of what fruit and veg looks like in a UK supermarket aisle, but you can't buy it because it's just a 2D printout. That's a problem. I said earlier that I was disturbed by the door ringing, the bell ringing three times as I was attempting to record a, a tribute edition of Nevermind the Bullens, and one of it was was for a, a delivery company. I won't say which one. And the driver delivers to us a number of days a week, so I, I sort of, obviously, I'm on speaking terms with the chap. And he said to me that he's, he's, he's planning to quit in the next two weeks because said company's profits have gone up by, I think he said, 83%. But they've cut what they get for each stop again so he's like i've had enough and i'm like oh, i don't blame you this is a guy that's running around and we've seen it and he turned it to pick something up which which wasn't ready so i had to frantically gaffer tape this box up and he's like i've only got a minute and a half and you could see the stress in his voice like oh god i've got that many jobs to do and i thought what do these people think is going to happen because bizarrely aren't they freelance i think so yeah, yeah i think they're like yeah. self-employed self-employed they, which is another disgusting way of getting around giving well, them benefits Absolutely, and, and I tell you what, we we went out towards we were driving out towards the M62 the other day as we were going to the the debacle of Watford, and there was a whole fleet, a genuinely a fleet of Amazon Prime brand new Amazon Prime vans, all twenty one plates, all parked up in a retail park. Now, and this says everything, in a retail park car park, the re, that bit of the retail park is completely disused. Because there's no, in fact, they've only partially built the shell of of some of the units because there's no retailers that want to take it on. So instead, they're using the car park to house on a temporary basis. They're all fenced off and everything. The vans of the almost omnipotent online retailer that has basically completely chopped the legs off the high street or the out of town retail part. The, the you know the the face to face retail sector. And any smart government, not just in the UK or the US or around the world, would then start taxing this company specifically. Yeah. Because they're making such massive profits. Because if he can afford to send fucking Captain Kirk into space, he can afford to pay a bit more tax. Yeah. Well, he's now become he's he's now permeated the uh, the zeitgeist to such a degree that bloke that the kids were singing a song about him yesterday. Oh, have they watched Is the it? Bo Burnham special? I don't know. That's probably why they're singing Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's what they were Bo singing. Where, where have they got that from? Bo Burnham. Who's Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham is an American comedian who was one of the first people to gain infamy on YouTube. With... That explains it. No, but he is, he's a proper stand-up now. Okay. But he's, he did a special. I think it's called Bo Bur- Inside Bo Burnham. He did a special for Netflix, uh, which was all self-recorded in his house in lockdown in L.A., and that's one of his songs. So it's very, right. very good. It's a very, very good special. He'll win oh, Grammys and Emmys and everything for it. It's 
it's engrossing to see a man break down. He's been famous for about 15 years, since the age of about 15. So he's just hit 30. And it's, it's yeah, it's a revelation. He's, there's a really, right. really good... Did you ever watch The Green Room with Paul Provenza? No. It's this show where comics dissect comedy, but also take the piss out of each other. And right. Bo Burnham's on it, I think, with Ray Romano and Mark Maron. And he's brilliant. He's Maybe Jerry Seinfeld's on that as well. I can't remember. But Bo Burnham is fantastic on it. Takes these guys to task. So that's okay. the Jeffrey Bezos song. Yes. Also popular on TikTok. That, well, they're not on TikTok, but it's where they, I'm they wondering where they've got. Is there any swearing in this particular song? Because I haven't heard it. Uh, it's hidden in there. He's, it's hidden in there, tremendous. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Okay. Right. Because I, I couldn't work out why they were doing it. They, they were singing this as we left. I care. It Excuse probably me. reminds no, you. It probably reminds you of camouflage. Oh, oh camouflage. It, uh, it's yeah. It's very much like I, that. I've, I've no no idea what you just. Um, yes, you do. There. Yes, you do. I don't camouflage. Camouflage. What's that? It's a song from the eighties. Who's it by? Uh, what was it called? Was it called Stan? Oh, Stan. Oh, I don't. Can't believe you, you're making me do this. Stan Ridgeway, thank you very much. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of Stan Ridgeway, I just don't know the song. This bit will be bleeped out, obviously. Yeah. Can't. Is that Jeff Bezos then? Yeah. That's the right. song, isn't it? Okay, correct. Right, okay. That's amazing. You'll be saying next that your kids have watched The Closer with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> no. We're going to change gender clubs now to be allies. Do it. Who? Your kids. Oh, well, we're going to Blackpool, so... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll find one there. Oh, I'm sorry. After, after you finish the recording, that's where we're going. Oh, Really? Yeah, yeah, Blackpool. Yeah. Well, we went, we went last year, and we didn't. We went on a Sunday afternoon, and it was September, so we 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 come back before it went dark, which seemed to slightly defeat the point of going. But nonetheless, oh, so you often um, see the illuminations? Yes, yes. Oh well, they'll be we're on going. by about half two, won't they? Well, who knows? So we're we're waiting for it to go dark. So that's the that's the plan. They're not even here at the minute, so it's nobody's here apart from me. Oh, it's um, half so term, isn't it? It's half term. Oh. This so we've got that. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to do the uh, the Liverpool River of Light uh, festival, which is running till the seventh of December. Um, so we're going to go and do that on on well, uh, Sunday nights. Where we, I think you will just you have to. There's a number of light installations well, dotted at various points around the city, using the obviously the the wonderful architecture of Liverpool as a backdrop. Um, so we're it's going to. O- go it's only possible now, though, isn't it? Because the Tories have allowed water companies to dump sewage in the river. Phosphorus particles in people's shit yeah. will now be tinkling along the river yeah. of phosphorus shitty light. Yeah. And and illuminating yeah, a, yeah, yeah, Gotham City, which is what it's, Liverpool it's, is. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all a it's all a uh, it's all thanks to you. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for that. So we're doing that. That's a couple of the things lined up for uh, for this week. Joy. Deep joy. Thank f- I don't have kids. <laughs> 
No, I'm quite looking forward to going to the Illuminations because I think last time I went, which I think was a couple of years ago, we went on a coach trip, me and Beck, and we went, absolutely bucketed it down. In Barkpool? So, never. never uh, you, 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 I'm stunned. And uh, it, it chucked it down, so we basically couldn't see half the, half the Illuminations because the, the, the rain was absolutely piling off the... Um, off the windows, so I'm just I'm hoping I should I should check the weather forecast, shouldn't I? That might be a, a wise decision. Let's have a look. Met Office because I don't trust the BBC's app anymore. It's crap. Whoever provides their weather, bloody well, they get their weather from New Zealand. Ah, that explains it. Right, Fleetwood Black. Here we go. Oh, it watches the rain, rain radar. Oh, eight o'clock, ten o'clock. No rain. Oh, yes. Wow. Well, Which it... means, well, if we can say we can learn nothing else than that. Bound to rain in Blackpool tonight, then, on the basis of that. Thank if, you, If it all goes to heck, find a cheeky Weatherspoons on the promenade. Ask for, I think there is one. Ask for two yeah. glasses and a bottle of Gary Barlow wine. Sit back and relax as you see the LED lights a flicker <laughs> in the wind off the Irish Sea. Yeah. Blackpool, it's ribald for your pleasure. <laughs> the Irish, the, uh, the English Dublin, Blackpool. So it's got a lot of monikers, to be fair, isn't it? Mm. To be fair, Las Vegas of the North. Les Dawson the shit here. Yeah, Alan, Alan Bradley's... Demise, uh, yeah. Demise, yeah. It's got a number of Ian Holloway's playground. That, that was Madonna's weirdest song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, was a Half Man, Half Biscuit album, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, this used to be Ollie's playground, playground yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Bradley died here. Died, 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 died. Yeah. Rita! <laughs> he went over by a tram, but Rita! he didn't give a damn. Thank you, Marky e. Smith. <laughs> we haven't done, haven't done a, full, a full bit for a while, actually. I, oh, we I haven't, missed, because no. virtually everything is a full song now. Everything. Everything's, Everything's a, full, a full song now. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that account... Uh, news or four song, which I do, I do love. Uh, some of it, I'm thinking that's not even close to being a lyric. And I've, I've tweeted stuff to them, which they normally retweet. And it's like some of the stuff I even I send them. And go, no, James Bond is <laughs> James Bond is. <laughs> Spoilers. Um. Oh, oh, by the way, I've got well two things. I've got a confession to make. You're oh going to be very disappointed I, in I me. I am so Jacob Rees-Mogg now. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. We're going to see Coldplay next year. You. C- you fucking cunt. You absolute but... fucking cunt. You abs- <laughs> this, is, this is being the last Tom Content podcast. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What are you, you going to do? Are you going to piss in a bottle and throw it at Chris Martin, you know, just <laughs> to save the world with climate change? I didn't use a urinal. <laughs> just used a plastic bottle. So I'm, I'm reusing and recycling and throwing it at your head, Chris Martin, you fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Why, why are you going to watch Coldplay? <laughs> well, because you can't I've get seen, divorced I've from s- Becky yet. You've not even got married. <laughs> oh, she no, because she's never seen them live. I have once, and I said I'd like to like to go again. It'll be ten years since I saw them at the Etihad. Um, oh God, well, why did Roberto Mancini sign them? Yeah, and um, sorry, Pellegrini. Well, yeah, so we're going to well, ended up we stuck it to the man though, big time because I. Went on, bought tickets on Friday morning. I had to sit in a queue for about, well, about an hour. 
to try and get tickets. And then I wanted tickets because they'd announced three dates for the 12th, 13th and 16th, which is a Friday, Saturday and a Tuesday of August next year. I wanted tickets for the Tuesday. Clicked the button, said that's what the tickets I want. By the time we got through the queue, all of the tickets for the original three dates had sold out. So they put on another two dates on the following Friday and Saturday. But because you have to use ticket websites now like you're effectively trying to disarm a bomb at the end of an action film you've mm. got about 20 seconds to set your credit the card bomb. details now exactly so i just went right i want two because for some reason they tried to give me two tickets with coach travel from birmingham i don't know why but anyway so i put two just said two tickets right but got them 70 whatever they were 70 quid each plus the all the fees and what have you did the transaction thinking, yes, got two tickets, and then realised as the confirmation came through, an inexplicable reason it had sent me to buy tickets for the following Saturday. And we're like, we don't want tickets for a weekend because it interferes with work. So I was like, right. So I then had to go back in again to try and buy two more tickets for the another the sixth and final date that they'd announced, which is on the Wednesday. All of these are at Wembley. They're only playing, they're playing six dates at Wembley, and I think they're playing now a couple at, they're playing one at Hamden. I assume they're playing more at Hamden now. So I went on, bought the t- and found two tickets, which were right, like literally 90 degrees to the stage, right near the stage, though. So you wouldn't have been able to see Can half you get a it. shot in? Well, I mean, it would have been quite difficult to have thrown a bottle of piss. It was an extraordinarily tight angle to nail the bottle of piss down there. But anyway, so I was like, and then for some reason, the website crashed. So I had to go back in again and buy t- got tickets. But these two tickets, the Wednesday gig, were about 20 quid cheaper each than the tickets that I originally bought. So I'd emailed said company to say, right, can I have a refund on these, please? It's bought them for the wrong day. So I ended up saving best part of 40 quid. But the the punchline is you have 17 tickets. (laughs) Yeah. So um, where is it again? Wembley. So Coldplay at Wembley, supported by two of the biggest bands in the world at the moment, moral superiority and stunning hypocrisy. Yeah. It's going to be f***ing brilliant. Yeah. I think a lot of it, if, if you if you want to learn about my hatred of Coldplay, Adventures in Rock and Roll, um, but <laughs> it's another podcast yes. available. Um, yeah, they are just. Well, it's just. It's just we just celebrated our first anniversary of uh, Adventures in Rock and Roll. You know. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that. I'm thinking <laughs> three episodes. We've, we've not done. We haven't topped Vernon <laughs> K yet. No, <laughs> I am not Terry and Sugden. Well, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very macabre joke that could have been made at that particular I didn't junction. Want I thought to. best, best. No, 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 best not do that. We're no, better no, than that. No, 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 no. um, oh, Coldplay is. You know, Peep Show got there first. In in what do you mean? Uh, because uh, people voted for the Nazis. Yeah, and, and people like Coldplay. It's a super oh. nice thing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. Oh, geez. oh man. <laughs> I just don't understand how such bleating mediocrity. Why? Why are you going to see them? Why? Why are you fueling? Why are you fueling Gwyneth Paltrow's alimony? Uh, why are you? That's also a song by Half Man Half Biscuit, actually. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. No, no. Um, and why are you supporting um, Chris Martin's brand new? Because hasn't he had a kid with Dakota Johnson or something? Sorry. Was he? Yeah, sorry. Um, our sump pump is going off. Sump pump. Our sump pump that's is the going off. That's the name, of, that's the name of an album by The Fall, isn't it? Because it's, it's been... We've, we're under a flash flood warning here in New Jersey. Oh, right. Our okay. basement is literally flooding as we're talking. Yay. Oh, God. If I was Billy Joel right now, I'd be able to sing you a song, but I'm not. 
<laughs> In the middle of the night I go again in my sleep In my sleep Through the valley of pain To the river so deep The f***ing river's in my basement And it's getting higher What one? So, so um, pump yeah. Chris Martin, Gwyneth Paltrow, Zalamoni, we didn't start the fight. Chris Martin's always burning since the world's been turning. turning. Um, and he's a wonderful striker, and I think Norwich could do with him again. Um, <laughs> yeah. God. Are you? You're basically supporting uh, live music next year. Foo Fighters, Coldplay. Foles. Go and see Foles in May. Foles. I never liked Foles. I liked their music. I never liked them. Oh, can you hear that? Why? I did. What was that? That's the sump pump. We're, we're currently under. I can't hear it. We're, we're, we're capsizing. We're capsizing. <laughs> Jack, get on that door. Now, f*** the fat bitch. That's a bit harsh. Oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> so, so, so. Yeah, so I want I want I didn't want us to be friends and, and and collaborators and not have you know that I've paid money to go. Are you a collaborator now? Yeah, collaborator with the Nazis. Oh god, <laughs> really? No, genuinely, who is who is supporting them? That's a good question. I doubt, well, I think London Grammar are doing a couple of the dates, but oh, they're not nice. doing the date that like we're going Grammar. to see. Um, hang on a minute, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, it's a band that I am not terribly familiar with. Coldplay. Music of yeah, tour twenty two. Double look, Marge's music of the spheres. Whisper her. Oh yeah, H E R. H E R. Yeah. Oh, it's all good then, mate. Yeah. So I don't know whether this is going to be followed up by a, a, you know a, a spin-off tour called Music of the Spears, where they just do Britney Spears covers for an hour or two. Uh, that'd be that'd be lovely. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, you know, it's, the, it's amazing that sheer pure effluent and sewerage is currently getting pumped into my cellar from the flash flooding, and you're talking about Coldplay. It's it's a synergy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> have you have you got to go because you're flooding? Have you? <laughs> Uh, Chris Martin dear. has sent lightning bolts <laughs> from his uh, cloud base, Martin uh, One, and um, I'm being smited <laughs> by Jacob Reese Moggs' uh, own personal Jesus. Jacob Reese Moggs' personal, personal Jesus. Jesus. Touch sensitive. <laughs> Okay, so shall I let you go and start start building the ark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, mate. Sorry. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> That's the best end to a podcast ever, ever, ever. Enjoy the illuminations. I, I'll enjoy Blackpool. You will enjoy a, a pool there. Yeah, yeah, exactly there. Yeah, oh, right. Man, okay. Man. Well, uh, stay safe. Get the snorkel on, and I'll uh, speak to you soon. All right. See you later, man. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Top Content. Why do you do this to yourself? Find more and listen to more at podfollow.com slash top content pod.
You can find us on uh, social media or in some sort of porter cabin at uh, a, a random uh, local cricket ground. Um, at Top Content Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As ever, Top Content has been a Top Content Production.com.